0: cleaning the house, maybe you're just out for a walk, or maybe you're just lying in bed, wherever you are, whatever time it is for you, whatever's going on, I hope you're doing well. And the first thing I want to talk about today isn't about the podcast episode. It isn't about, um, yeah, it isn't about me or anything. I just, I cannot do another episode without addressing it. I usually try to keep these podcasts just solely focused on bulimia because that's what it's about, right? However, I feel like I would be tone deaf and really selfish if I did not just say my condolences and support and heart goes out to anyone who's in the Ukraine right now, who's in Ukraine right now. Um, And I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are not in the USA, they are in Europe. And a lot of, like one of my clients is very close to the Ukraine. And um, it's just a very scary time. You know, we've all been through so much lately um, with COVID and two years in quarantine off and on, and now maybe on the brink of World War III. It's just, it's just so much uncertainty. And I know that that is traumatic and it's scary. And I have nothing that I can necessarily say to change it. I will include in the description link below, A link that I found that is a great way to support Ukraine and has a whole different bunch of resources on where you can donate to and what, uh, and like how to support them. Cause I know a lot of people are like, I would love to help, but I don't know what to do. So I'm gonna include that in the description link below. If you are interested in doing that, or you'd like to send it to other people or share it with people you know, that will be there. So um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there and make sure that it's super clear. Uh, Because I would just feel not right saying anything about it, right? Um, This podcast is about bulimia, but it's also about caring and acknowledging other people's pain. Okay. What we're going to talk about on the podcast today is all about apathy and recovery and apathy in general. And I know that I have experienced quite a bit of apathy in my life. It is a shitty emotion to feel a shitty place to be. And a lot of my clients do. Um, One client in particular is really struggling with it. So we're going to talk about that and how you can maybe take some steps towards changing that or getting out of that uh, dark place. Before that, though, I just want to say, if you listen to the past past podcast episode, I'm in the middle of launching a new course right now. Um, it has lots of new features and improvements so that it will best support you. And it's only $49 a month. And we're launching this week. We have about, we have 50 spots open. Uh, after that, we're going to close our doors and it will open again at some point in the future, but we are going to close for a little while while we take care of all those new people in the course and make sure we serve them as best as possible we launched on monday and now we uh this is tuesday when i'm recording this we have 25 spots left and so there probably there may be some spots at the time where you're listening to this uh but i just want to put out there if you have been watching my content for a while if you get so much value out of this podcast if i've helped you in this podcast and you love it you will absolutely freaking love my course it will help you it will support you it will give you the tools you need to take recovery into your own hands break that freaking cycle with bulimia and figure out how to eat normally and move on with your freaking life. That is what the course does. And I really know that it's scary to consider doing anything, joining a course, but you really have nothing to lose with this course. So definitely take a chance on yourself and go check it out. You can find the course at www.bingebreakers.com recovery-course. And that will also be in the description below. Before we started the episode, I wanted to read an amazing review from one of my uh, course members. This one said, I feel a light has been switched on and all the awful things that made me want to stay with bulimia have gone. I cannot believe it is over. Your course is amazing and really has saved my life. I no longer obsess about food or have an urge to binge or want to fill a void with it. I have almost a normal relationship with it. Now the habits have gone. It truly doesn't meet even enter my brain and all the negativity has gone with it. Now, what an amazing review, um, this, this review really covered all the things the course helps with, because it helps with your relationship with food, becoming non-obsessive and normal. It helps with, um, breaking that habit so that the habit eventually doesn't even enter your brain. It's just, you've broken that loop. And then you're like me where I occasionally get an urge, you know, every once in a while, um, And then you also feel like your mindset has changed and you're moving on with your life. You don't have this void anymore because you filled it with other stuff that isn't bulimia included. I will say that she said all the negativity has gone with it. The negativity from bulimia is gone. But after you recover, there will still be life. I don't want to paint the picture that if you join the course, your life will be perfect. But that person is such an example of what's possible. And they were pretty skeptical when they joined. I remember that uh, people are always skeptical. Like, can a course really help you recover? That's some BS. It can. This person is not a unicorn. I was not a unicorn when I recovered. She's a normal human trying different things and taking a chance on themselves. So if you've ever wanted, if you've been eyeing my stuff for a while, this is your chance. This is your chance to join. Check it out. There will be another opportunity in the future, but this week is the last opportunity for a little while. So do that. I'll talk to you guys. I'll see you inside the course and the Facebook community uh, if you join. Okay. So apathy. Uh, I wanted to address this subject because I know I've just made a poll on my Instagram about what's your biggest barrier to recovery. And a lot of people, it was so heartbreaking. What they said was, what they said was just not caring Like believing bulimia is the only thing for them and they really don't care to recover. Even though they're they're listening to my page, they're listening to the podcast, they're responding to my polls, they just feel like this lack of caring. And some people have said like apathy, just really, just don't care, right? And that's what, I'm sure apathy has different definitions. But when I say apathy, what I mean is just a general lack of caring of anything in life. And actually apathy is a big sign of depression. A lot of people think that depression is just, um, crying all the time and very sad, and that can be a part of depression. But for me, when I have experienced depression, the biggest things that I that I experienced was pain from not caring about anything anymore, and really just looking into my life and seeing years and years of the same and not being able to handle that, not caring to go through it and not feeling any drive or purpose or lack of direction that I felt passionate about. And therefore kind of made me suicidal because I was like, I don't want to keep on going. Like I didn't have a really will to do those things. Uh, So when I say apathy, that's what I'm talking about. Just like a lack of caring and feeling like you have a purpose in this world and a lack of passion and a lack of passion for recovery. If you are experiencing experiencing apathy. Um, The first thing I'd say is maybe consider talking to a therapist or a doctor about your apathy. There could be something going on there. Um, I have never gotten medication for my depression or general apathy that I was feeling. Uh, Mine seemed to be very much so partly a chemical thing right for me, but also just my outlook on life was driving my apathy, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh even though I still sometimes experience it now and I have to kind of get myself out of that. But if you are constantly like feeling apathetic, low, depressed, can barely get out of bed, those sort of things, listen to this podcast. Cause it will be helpful for you medication and, um, you know, maybe maybe getting medication or some sort of other help like that will help you, but it also won't necessarily give you the mindset you need and the thoughts you need to take action. But the first thing I'd recommend is going to your doctor, talking to them because there could be something that you need to chemically kind of boost things up so you can have the energy to do the things that I talk about in this podcast. However, after you've done that, or maybe you feel like you already have done that, or you feel like you're not quite in that position, and you just feel like I need I need a bit of a boost to get through this, this podcast episode will help you. So what I want to say is that apathy doesn't just naturally go away. Sometimes it can, like if maybe there's a nice day out, you get some sunshine, like it can just stumble into things that make you care. But when I'm talking to my clients who are kind of in extreme apathy, where they're just looping the same thing, they just, they, sometimes they feel frozen in place. Like I have all these things in life that I could do, but I just feel like I don't care about them. Nothing feels really, I don't even know if I want to recover. They're in that very low state that state breeds itself, right? So it's just like you're in a funk um, and it's not going to go away on its own. It's going to, in fact, keep you there. It's kind of like if you hang out with people that are always complaining, um, you want to be careful with the friend groups you choose. Because if you start joining a friend group that they're always gossiping, always complaining about their things, you're going to start doing that too. Because you want to fit in because they're already talking about it. They're bringing it up. So you start thinking about it as well. Same thing with apathetic thoughts. There's no organic thoughts going on in your mind. That's like, hey, actually we do care. Hey, actually we do like those things in life. They're never going to come up naturally. You kind of have to start doing things on purpose and thinking things on purpose to change it. So that maybe is the first lesson of apathy is that it's not going to go away on its own. You have to start taking actions or thought actions that will drive the apathy away. And a lot of people I find, um, I'll give maybe a personal story to make this make more sense. So in my early 20s, when I grew up, I'm not saying religion is bad, whatever religion you support all for it. Um, when I grew up though, I was raised in a very Christian household, went to church all my life growing up and lots of wonderful people in that church, by the way, I still sometimes visit when I go home, but I was really taught that like my purpose was through God and, um, I had a higher purpose through him, all that sort of stuff. But in my early twenties and 18 to 20, went to college and, The religion that I grew up in never quite felt right to me, again, not saying Christianity is wrong. It's just for me, I disagreed with some of the stuff. Some of it didn't make sense to me. And I came to this place in my faith. It's going to be maybe a controversial episode. Came to this place in my faith where I realized, like, I don't um, know necessarily if I believe in this anymore. I don't know what is out there, but I know that I don't know for sure about this. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't resonate with me anymore. So I don't for sure know if my higher purpose is through God. But the problem with that is that my whole identity and my whole purpose that I thought I had had in my life kind of just wiped away, Um, just completely gone, right? And that left me, um, not only was I not sure who I was you know, since I had finished school, I was trying to get a job. I was trying to do all these things. I was struggling with bulimia. I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. I don't really have any purpose. That's the conclusion I came to. It's like, I have no purpose. Oh my God, there's no defined purpose divine purpose for me there's nothing that I'm supposed to do and I kept having this recurring thought of like there's no meaning to anything I don't care about anything there's nothing to care about what's the point all the time it was a really devastating place to be in and that was um, what really drove my depression and apathy quite a bit what changed for me though took a while Took support my family. It took, um, changing my mindset over things. But the biggest shift that I made was coming to the realization after all that, that even if there's not necessarily a purpose that's just given to me, maybe I don't have any divine purpose. Of course, like if you believe that, that is amazing. Um, not trying to, not trying to say people don't have a divine purpose, but for me, my conclusion was like, I don't necessarily have a divine purpose, but If I were to have a divine purpose, I think that I have to choose that. I have to pick my own purpose. I have to find my own purpose. I have to cultivate my own purpose. I have to constantly be giving myself purposes to do in life. And so it came full circle, kind of looking to, instead of outwardly, it came full circle to realizing I am the one that has to give myself things to be passionate about. I am the one that has to choose to care. And I am the one that has to find reasons to care about life, about the passion in life, about the people in my life, about the direction that it goes. I get to choose. I have to create it. I have to cultivate it. It's not just going to come naturally. And then I started to get a little bit more hope because even though I didn't necessarily care at the moment of how my life was going or how I felt, I started to get a little hope that maybe there are things that I can care about in the future. And eventually that brought me to a place where I have cultivated much more of a passion in life. I have this whole career now that I love, absolutely. The people that I work with, I'm very passionate about the people in my life. I'm very passionate about um, me as a person, my health and my my happiness, my dog. I'm all very passionate about that. Came full circle. But maybe the whole point of that story is that sometimes you have to make, sometimes you have to decide to care and take actions and thought actions, even though you don't necessarily feel it in the moment. This is very similar to binging and purging. A lot of people will do everything that they are supposed to do to not binge and purge. They'll journal. They'll be aware. They will think more in the moment. They will do all these things. They're doing so much work. Um, they will eating enough, all that sort of stuff. But the one thing that they don't They mess up on is the fact that even though they've done all that stuff, they still want to binge, because they want to binge, they do binge, and the the one piece that they're missing that they need to make that switch, which is like a two second decision, is they have to decide to not binge, even though they still want to. And sometimes you have to just to move the boulder to get the momentum going. You have to make that change, even though part of you really wants to binge. And with apathy, with caring, you have to find reasons to want to make it or decide your reasons to want to change, to want to recover, to want to find things in life, even though you don't necessarily feel that caring right now. And what happens when you decide, even though you don't necessarily feel it in the moment, is that eventually you might start to get genuine feelings of caring again. You might start to feel passion again. You might might start to feel that drive again organically from the actions that you're doing. A lot of times we think we're supposed to just feel passionate and caring right from the get-go. Sometimes that is how it is, but a lot of times we don't, and it's in the act of doing it that it makes, drives that purpose and that action a lot more, drives those feelings that you want to feel a lot more. Sometimes you have to do it first before you actually feel the part. It's kind of like the fake it till you make it. It's like working out. Um, I always, I love doing lifting weights and I also take a lot of spin classes now. I love those. And half the time I never run in, in a run with my dog. Those are like the three main exercises I love doing. And especially with runs and walking my poor little dog, <laughs> I love him to death, but I always walk at the end of the day or in the mornings because that's when it's coolest out because we're in Florida. And I also feel at the end of the day, after I've done tons of calls, I've done a lot of work, I've been on the computer all day, maybe my body isn't necessarily tired, but my brain is physically fried. And the last thing I want to do is go work out. But I know logically that if I work out, if I go walk my dog, if I go to the gym, if I go to a spin class, it'll be miserable for the first 10 minutes. And then I will absolutely feel much, much better, a hundred times better. And mentally the fog will clear and I'll actually be really grateful that I did it. And it'll produce feelings that are actually quite more enjoyable than what I was before. But I'm never actually motivated to go and walk with my dog or run or exercises. I'm only motivated by the logical reasons that I know. And I kind of drag my feet the whole time. But I've gotten such a habit of it that I know that it's even though I'm feeling these feelings it's telling me don't go. I know that they don't actually matter and I'm able to bypass that a little bit. Some days it still gets to me. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but most of the time I'm able to do that. But if I just listen to that feeling of, I don't care. I feel really bad. I'm so tired. I don't want to go to the gym. Then it would never get done, right? And when you're in that place of apathy, I am not saying that it's not difficult. I am not saying it's not awful. It's not terrible. All that sorts of stuff. It is. A scary place to be in and even past like my whole epiphany and my recovery sometimes I still struggle with apathy actually last year I was feeling really depressed um I now it's different but I was kind of alone during the days all time my boyfriend was working really hard I was working really hard um I still am but it was just a different circumstances altogether and I felt very I felt like life was very monotonous and I was feeling very apathetic and and very depressed all the time. And, you know, a little bit more suicidal again. And then one day I just had to like, instead of feeling that way, I just had to like pick it up and go do my regular things. Cause what would be happening is I would just let it crush me. I would just like crawl into bed, pull the covers over me and just kind of curl up into a ball and like, let that take over me. Let me let it wash over me. Right. And of course that never made me feel better. What made me feel better was going out, doing my errands, working, giving myself purpose, even though I didn't necessarily feel motivated to do that. And eventually those feelings faded away. And sometimes they come back up, fade away again. I think for those of us that struggle with depression and apathy, it's probably a lifelong journey. Um, for me, I don't think that depression or apathy will ever completely go away. But I do know that staying stagnant and still and letting it kind of take over is one of the worst parts of one of the worst things to do. It's just going to keep on breeding itself. So to wrap this all up, if you are feeling extremely apathetic about your recovery, I invite you to find reasons, even though they don't necessarily excite you, to start that journey, to start caring again, to start trying. Um, There are plenty of reasons that I say on this podcast all the time. The biggest reason I have found is that a life without bulimia is so much bigger of a life than it is. I'm no longer controlled by fear anymore, no longer controlled and thinking of things so small as how many calories are in this meal. I'm thinking about a lot bigger picture things. And while that's scarier sometimes, it's a lot more fun and expansive and challenging and interesting and enjoyable. So that's the biggest reason that I would recover. But a lot of people initially, the reasons that they start is that it makes, they think they'll be more free. They'll be a lot more peaceful, more time. And maybe your reason to recover right now is that you might feel that drive and passion again that you don't feel right now. So if you want, if there's anything else, if you're listening to this podcast, clearly you're struggling with apathy a little bit, right? You're interested, you're intrigued enough to listen to it. That means that there is a desire there to feel some something again, to feel some sort of caring again. That isn't from bulimia, right? So that can be a reason to start taking those actions. And I would choose some sort of purpose for yourself right here and right now. What do you want to start trying to care about on purpose? Give yourself a time limit to try to care about it. A few weeks, try that. But you have to start taking some sort of action and some sort of thoughts on purpose in order to start caring again. Because it's not just going to happen without you doing something different than what you're doing right now. I guarantee you, if you do exactly what you're doing right now, you know, at the very least, that it will stay the same. Unless something significant, some other significant catalyst comes into your life and changes that for you. But even then, I feel like forcing people to change isn't really the best way of action. And we always try to revert into our old habits again. The biggest change always comes from you and your mind. So please know that. I hope that this podcast has helped you. If you're in that state, like I said in the beginning, if you are feeling extreme apathy, can't get out of bed, please go talk to a doctor, therapist, someone. And if you are in that general place of apathy where you are functional, but you really don't feel a drive or care in life, it's time to start taking actions to produce that caring. It's time to start... Stop falling into it and start trying to find reasons to live again. Okay. I know this is a kind of a somber end, but I really am serious about what I'm talking about here. I know that there is a purpose that you can create for yourself. And I know that you can find that passion that you want so desperately because you're listening to this. It's out there for you. You just have to go and find it and go and cultivate it yourself. All right. Bye, my friend hope you have a wonderful weekend. Never give up on yourself. Bye.